on uh, IL2 facts. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty chill episode. <laughs> no, I'll be choking on super sh- on M51 facts. It's not. I, I was. I'm glad you. M51 facts and not something else. I was really worried when you said choking on, and I was like, uh, "There you go. We're gonna have to censor that bit." <laughs> the more we choke, the better the uh, podcast is. That seems to be this our formula. This is true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the amount well, of stuff I've had to remove from last week's episode is um. The last week's episode is probably like five minutes of actual content. Yeah. <laughs> last week's episode was just straight out of pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like half, half of it's going to go up on Patreon. That's the only place. Yeah, that is that can definitely go. a Patreon That should be episode. like our, that should be a Patreon episode. If you want to hear how bad things get, you can pay us money. You we know what? Do, we should well, do I'm going to do a compilation. I'm going to do like compilation videos of like, you know, fuck ups and stuff like that. Riskiest jokes. Yeah. <laughs> this week we need to set up the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. But what we should do is we should do it um one like either Ezra or Greg, you know, American do it because then people donate in American dollars, which means it's a better exchange exchange for us Canadians and New Zealanders. Yeah. You know, you don't want like a ten dollar New Zealand donation, you know? Well, on that note, you are listening to the Micro Machines podcast, and today it's uh, Ezra's episode. Ezra, Yay. what the hell are we look, talking about today? Well, thank you, Dennis. Today we'll, we will be talking about the M51. Fair enough. I guess I deserve that. You're going to have to sit you do. slides. What was that liquidy <laughs> sound? That was me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a drink. <laughs> we just lost half our viewers right there. <laughs> Two the view time's going to be like a minute. <laughs> anyway, Ezra, what are you, what are you going to uh, lecture us about? Well, today I, I shall be telling you guys about how to correctly model the M fifty one. Oh God! Is that the Super Sherman? It is not the it's, Super it's Sherman. The super Sherman. <laughs> it's, it's the Super Sherman, guys. It, it's the Super Sherman. The Super Sherman, the Ish Sherman, never existed. But Ezra, Ezra, to me, I call it the Super Sherman. Yeah, I'm looking right at it. <laughs> you type in the Super Israeli. Sherman in Wikipedia, it comes up. The Israelis I'm never called just looking the at the floating Sherman. toes, to be honest. And they never, and the Germans never <laughs> called the Hetzer the Hetzer, but we call it the Hetzer anyways. Well, Hetzer's Hetzer's never now that's the inbred cousin. It is the Brumbar. A Brumbar. No, it was the, uh, the Sturmpanzer. Ja. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be talking about the Super Sherman today. Um, I think next slide, Greg. Do you have any announcements to make? We got to do intros. Oh, we yeah. do need intros. Um, I'm about to say, who the hell's Greg? Yeah, who the, who the <laughs> fuck is Greg? <laughs> as, um, I'm Jack. As it's my episode. I'm, oh, shut oh, up, Jack. Well, Jack. <laughs> who's? Know your place, trash. <laughs> Jack, you go. Fuck all you. I'm going. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, Dennis? For real? MMP <laughs> Tim Hortons changes, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Jack. Um, I am in Ontario. I am currently employed at Tim Hortons. Uh, and I have a little bit of water left right beside me. Ezra, I think he's recording from the actual like Tim Hortons location. He's on his break oh, yeah. right now. I'm on my break. Jack is on <laughs> my un my unpaid break, mind you. 
Okay, well, I am Dennis. I am in Ontario as well, and today I am sipping a nice lime water. And I'm joined here by Mr. Tamiya. Hey, give him a squeak for us. Yeah. No, he's he's in a very uh he's in a very like mysterious mood tonight. Did I stop? <laughs> mysterious mood. <laughs> That's what I call my girlfriend whenever she doesn't talk to, to me for no reason in an evening. I see you <laughs> in a mysterious mood, you are clearly angry. <laughs> well, since I'm talking, no. um oh. you got me, Callum. From New Zealand. Shut up, Ezra. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Ezra. <laughs> All right, and then you got I me, have... Greg. Oh, shit. I was going to announce my drinking okay. bastard. This oh, well, you, you, you took too long. Yet. You took this too long. Worst intro yet. <laughs> no, this is the Callum, intro yet. go ahead. And I've got a black coffee, so things are going to get weird soon. Thank Ooh, you, Callum. Knows yes. what's up. Attaboy. Your drinks. All right, boys. Greg. My name is Greg, if you didn't figure that out already. Uh, I'm drinking a grape Mio water. I'm recording from my garage in Cali, eating a steak taco. So well, that's, that's fucking bad. awesome. This thing is fucking smacking. <laughs> um, can I go? No, no, no. no Dennis. You don't get a turn. <clears throat> yep. Next slide. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you know those uh, tacos aren't the only thing that's snapping. <laughs> 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 Hang loose, brothers. Well, I know you're probably asking yourself, why should why should I, an enterprising modeler, build an M51? You should. Uh, but I'm I, not I, asking myself that. I've actually been what asking myself that for a long time, so please tell me. Perfect. So, why you should build it? Who doesn't love an upgraded Sherman? An this thing has Sherman, like a super like Sherman? a super Sherman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, can I, can he's I laughing now, but he's getting his dogs ready to invade. <laughs> Did you oh, say French? That automatically timbers. makes it worse. Oof. That's a downgrade. Yeah, I was going to say French is not a good thing. <laughs> hey, Ezra, can I ask Wait, you something? Yes. What's yes. the difference between a name fifty-one and a name fifty? Different gun. One. Uh, different. One. <laughs> <laughs> Different gun, different mantlet. I think different engines. Oh no! I think the A and Bs. We'll we'll get into the differences in a minute. Uh, but look, it has a 105, and compare that to the wimpy little 75 mils on American and British Shermans. It's not the size that matters. Okay, sorry, I thought I we've talked about this. Help the rings, Ezra. You wear a boot piece of trash. <laughs> Count the rings. No. Jesus. <laughs> Stream said no. 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 <laughs> I lost for words. Yeah. But don't worry. That's a we'll solid argument. Later. We'll be talking. I like about how this is Ezra's later. first episode, and we're just not letting him talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel kind of bad, but then part of me is like, I really don't. Dude, no, this, this is, is good fire. content. You said Stug was better than the Archer. Come on, he deserves everything he's got. But <laughs> it is. Hey, you remember the Treaty of Versailles? Or however the fuck you say it, that's what's happening right now. <laughs> Don't remind Ezra of the Treaty of Versailles. That's a bad idea. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm sorry. <laughs> the Germans could have won World War One. Stop! Stop! <laughs> all right, all right. End of the episode. Let's go with modeling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm provoking.
Pokemon. Kellen, are in the outro music right now? <laughs> Will credits. Well, let me continue. So anyway, let, let's let him talk for a bit. <laughs> Fine. Yes, please. You just interrupted it. <laughs> 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 you know what? Next slide. Speak, Astro. Speak. Okay, next slide. After that, wait. Actually, no. Okay, the okay. Oh my God, the Super Sherman. <laughs> it says right there, the Super Sherman. Okay. Well, okay. Look, the the Academy kit that says Super Sherman is extremely inaccurate. So, as is everything else, the academy. academy was extremely inaccurate. My god, <laughs> I shall get to this later. Uh, as doesn't that Super Sherman there on the bottom of the dragon one, are the tracks on that backwards? Why anyone <laughs> would build dragons beyond me? They got that, they got the box art wrong. Jeez, damn. <laughs> no, okay, there are a lot of pictures of uh Shermans <clears throat> with their tracks on backwards, so. Or even okay. like separate links in a track. Just because your willy isn't curved doesn't mean it's not a willy. <laughs> uh, okay. So we have the dragon. God damn it. <laughs> logic. I'm a simple minded man, god damn it. <laughs> Steady on, he's a marine. Crayons. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Izzo, so what's the difference, main differences between these three kits for uh, the M51? Okay, so going from uh, worst to best, we have the Academy kit. I know, I just said Academy bad. But that is because the muzzle brake is out of scale, which I didn't fix on mine, because I like a big muzzle brake. And the general, the general detail is kind of soft. We got the dragon kit up next. It's bad because of DS tracks, and then it's kind of inaccurate. Just generally all around, it's mashed details and some unholy combination. Uh, and then finally, the best is the Tamiya one, which Japan is pretty accurate. Waves. Yeah, this is what we were expecting. Yeah, I mean, when did the Tamiya kit come out? Pretty recently. Maybe I, like I'm within the two thousands or within the two thousands, yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's good. So it's got pretty good tooling and all that stuff. Actually, it's exactly. two thousand twelve. That's really good. No shit. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, they released okay. one in uh, twenty seventeen with the uh, Aber photo watch set. Bro, that looks like really? a nineteen seventies box art. It, like. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. way the the way it's like the coloring yellow. Yeah. yeah. Goddamn seventies. Maybe it's it's a uh, marketing ploy. It's a trick. They make you think it's it an old, and then suddenly you're like, "Oh my god, this is great!" It's marketing. Yeah. It's for all the old timers. They're like, "See, to me, it wasn't bad in our day." Damn, John, when did this kit come out? <laughs> okay, so the Academy kit and the Dragon Isherman, whatever that means, uh, those are late variants. Though it's not explicicitly stated on the box art. Ezra, what's a late variant? <laughs> We shall get to this. <laughs> and then the Timia one is more of a, I don't know, like a mid-production. Mid. Not a You're gill. mid. Mid. The Timia kid is mid. 
Did I just hear you say that, Dennis? Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and put that in the uh, the quotes. Yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> the Tomia kit is mid. So, Ezra, so, yeah, we usually get to kits last. Well, right. Ezra's running the goddamn show, Jack. So, how about you shut your Tim Hortons ass up? <laughs> yeah, Jack. When you ho- when you host an episode. <laughs> yeah. I will host an yeah. episode. Yeah, Jack it has no clue. over how to model the Sherman. We're not talking yeah. about its history. I'm actually looking forward funny, to this episode. I, funny, I think you're going to talk a lot about the history. I, I get like this weird premonition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a hybrid. It's like your Prius. And you love your Do Prius, not so you should this love this episode. Wow. Oh, you just opened a whole other can of worms English. right here. You thought you were going to talk about the fucking yeah, 51. I, that, that was just their segue into the Prius episode. <laughs> <laughs> Next we need to do one. For, that could be a Patreon exclusive. Okay. So, we start off with the Aleph Leaf. The A. The original the M51. The off A. Oh. The Leaf. I do, I, do like the, uh, I do like the look of that one with the black barrel and the red muzzle brake. It just looks neat. It is enticing. Does, but I think that would be nice to model. It's, You're it's inaccurate. inaccurate, though. Um, well, look at the tracks. Do you think the tracks are green? No, Ezra. I love, I love how, like, it's on a fucking display. <laughs> I love how museums, like, just, they're so nonchalant. About it. They'll use the same color for the entire thing. They don't it's so annoying. paint the rubber wheels out. Yeah, it's like building a kit and not painting it. Oh my god, you're right! That's why I hate that shit. So yeah, here you can see a list of, uh, all of the modifications you need to do to make the Tamiya kit into this, <clears throat> although you could pretty much use any other uh, M51. Oh, I wouldn't recommend it. Tamiya one's definitely the best. Uh, so when you say the best, is it just like all around tooling and accuracy, or is there something else you're counting yep, for? Yep, tooling, accuracy, detail. Nice, okay. Yeah, it's just all around superior. Like, for one, the muzzle brake isn't, like, 20% out of scale. Wait, 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 Ezra, but, I'm, if I'm reading this right, they cut a hole in the turret? What? Yeah, apparently. Okay, can you explain how, what's going on here? Why did they just do that? Is this, like, a firefly <laughs> moment, or? Just for fun. Honestly, I think, yeah, I think it's just Dude's so wrong. it keeps getting around. It's just so it They're quirky. <laughs> Quirk but, with the sauce. It says the, uh... Where a hole was cut in the roof of the turret to allow the main gun to be depressed lower when in hull down position. Um, so that would just mean that uh, they're just giving a little bit of extra space just to allow for the gun, the back of the gun to um, come up. Right. And it doesn't actually show on the outside of the turret, which is yeah, weird. Because they'll have a plate that, yeah, uh, that will cover it. Otherwise, you know, suddenly it's a Sherman with an open top. It's yeah. an M10. It oh my god. <laughs> So I could just get an M10 kit and like use cardboard to cover the top, and there we go. Yes, agree. Uh, no, don't worry. You could definitely turn an M10 into an M51. You'd have no issues yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> no Only here. a 41 <laughs> difference. You, you know what I'd like to see? A model of a uh, an M1 M1A1 Sherman with a uh, M10 turret on it. Oh God, that would look cursed as fuck. It would look cool. <laughs> Actually, speaking of an M4A1 hull. Do you know why the Israelis chose an M4A1 uh, hull for their Super Sherman? Because ah, it was all the M51. 
Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a plentiful in, in supply? That's only that's half of it. Cheap as fuck. They, they had M4A3s as well, but the uh, M4A1 had more room for internal stowage for ammo. Hmm. Don't worry, boys. We can't knock them the first round, but goddamn it, we can hit them with five. <laughs> <laughs> first round hit. So, yeah, What's that? And, and you know, ammo, extra room for ammo is good when your shells are huge. Packing that ammo. Yes. I'm nervous. I, honestly, I still don't get what they mean, though, but when they say remove the guide ribs uh, to the drive sprocket. But. What um, do you mean, Ezra? How could you not know what that means? Yeah, I thought you were the super Sherman expert on this podcast. <laughs> I even know what that means, okay? We all know what that no, means. No, because yeah. it comes with two different kinds of sprockets. You're a sprocket. I was just going to say the same thing. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Tim Hortons. <laughs> Let's move on to the stuff I'm much better I'm quitting. <laughs> okay, surprise I might I could not find a picture of a Beth. So you're gonna look at this beautiful model that is not mine. You have what? Yeah, you have one. <laughs> no, but mine isn't this variant. okay, fair fair enough. Point for accuracy. So whose is that? Uh, some dude off a of Brit modeler. Really, really. Oh, so we don't quote our sources. So he has a criminal record. <laughs> Alright, bet. It's going down on the fucking hit list. <laughs> criminal record okay, so of what's what the... exactly, Jack? <laughs> so what's the difference with this one versus the Aleph? So it had a different engine, for one. Um, so I was choking on Cashew. Bro, you, this is your episode. Why are you eating? Just wait like a couple minutes. Yeah, we have intermission coming up, brother. <laughs> that's what. Oh, that's what okay, intermission so the, is for. So, our main our main difference is has it has the Cummins VT eight four sixty V eight turbocharged diesel engine. Cummins. <sighs> You're gonna see all the southern boys. You're gonna see all the southern boys getting one of these now. Oh, it's a Cummins! Oh God damn! The roll call. Oh God. <laughs> Anyways, Ezra, you were saying. Sorry, we're being really rude to you. Not sorry. Yes, you He's are. eating cashews. We're giving him time to chew. Yeah. See, we're helping you out by being rude. So. Oh, thank you. It's also no, the Beth good is... for the podcast. Yeah. Fuck. Anyways, go on. Okay, so the Beth is essentially the uh, Aleph, oh Al, whatever you want to call it, but with that new Cummins and mm. slight <laughs> different stowage arrangements for like the boxes, spare tracks. Yeah, it's pretty much the exact same thing. Moving on. This is where we start getting interesting. So. You I have can a tell. engine deck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ezra. I love you. Continue, please. <laughs> that was that was ruthless. That was. I've been violated. He's gonna pull the list out in the stug and be like, "God damn it! It's, it's time." <laughs> um. So it's it has soon. a different engine deck. It is too soon. Um. 
It has the exhaust. Oh my god, I can't talk. I'm choking. Stop he's turning into me. <laughs> hey, bro, you're good. Hey, just take a breather. Get a couple breathe. bites. Get a drink. Breathe. You're good. I have no water uh, Okay. Left. Well, when you come back, Ezra, I have a question for you. Oh no, I'm good. Uh, okay. Shoot. So, um, it's saying here that to make the uh, Gimel, you need to use the Tamiya M51 and Super Sherman combined with the uh, Legend M51 uh, conversion set. So, my question to you is, and you've done this one, right? No. Okay, um, but do you know anything about the Legend set? Do you like know if that's comprehensive, or do you need to do stuff on top of that, of installing uh, that set? No, the... Okay, I do know that the Legend set is really good. It will okay. cover everything you need. Uh, all oh. the Legend M51 sets are very nice. Okay. Including their stowage set, though it's a little inaccurate when it comes to the stowage. But we'll get to that when we talk about my build. Okay. So, and in this, you see, like, the spare tracks moved up to the sides of the turret. You know. It's got a giant-ass light stuff. on the front, on the top. <clears throat> yeah, yeah that is awesome. awesome. It looks Hot like a train. They start adding that to those. <laughs> Might have been the best second the new muzzle brake. Mm, looks pretty similar to the last ones. We'll see. I'm. They change a lot. Like, ugh. That's the one thing. Do I you know how many one. variants there were? There were probably hundreds of variants because every uh, every variant's getting parts from other variants added to it. So, so this is quite literally make it how you want it. This exactly. Is, no, what this is is it's a logistician's nightmare or a dream because you can literally just rip out parts from anything and stick it on. That's about to say, exactly. bro, this is like a, a what if person's fucking like dream right here. Depending yeah. on if you're a exactly. glass you half you or glass half empty kind of person, this is either amazing or horrible. <laughs> Depends on how OCD you are on things. That's true. Yeah, what you gotta do is try to find one good reference and stick with it. Yeah, because so there like, isn't like a um, sort of there isn't like a specification for a standard M fifty one or anything like that, is there? It's just like nope. if it had enough modifications it became it was called something else, but there isn't really a standard of what an M51 is. Exactly. Which also makes it good for modeling because no one can call you out on a bad reference or anything. Exactly. Yeah. So then here we have the M4A3, which was used... Whoop, whoop. Um, they just took spare M4A3 hulls and did the exact same conversion. So I think, I think this is the first time where the, uh, the cast... Hull looks better than the uh, welded and bolted. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The usually, usually I go with the, with the turret. Usually, I, like for a Sherman, I prefer you know the uh, sharp angles and stuff like that. But uh, fifty-one, it looks way better with the uh, the rounded cast. So this would be a cool model to build, though. Yeah, actually, one guy in Kitmaker built a M four A three. Super Question ah, M51. Yes. Too late. You said oh. it. <laughs> so, you know, in, we've seen what the other variants, you kind of need a cat. You need to get the proper M51 kit, right? With this one, however, if you say had some way of like converting the turret, could you use a standard M4A3 kit? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Though you would have to. Uh... Actually, no, you couldn't. You need the HVSS suspension. 
Yeah, so like using the rye field kit or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could get an e uh, um an easy eight and just take the turret off or something like that. Or you just put a, bon- a bunch of uh, bondo and putty on the turret like I'm doing with mine stuff right now, and just make it work. Wait, I thought you were adding a model to putty, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> the man's not wrong. Uh, There's something for that yet. I'm, I'm not like ready yet. <laughs> There's something you'll talk about later in the episode, <laughs> and then he'll go and sob quietly in the corner for the rest of it. <laughs> but yeah, you could totally do that. You just need a scratch build like the muzzle brake, your barrel, mantlet, etc. The muzzle brake looks difficult. Yeah. Well, you could just take um, you just take two kits, one of the uh, M51 and one of the uh, M4A3, and just sort of merge them together. Yeah. Because then, then all you do like leftover. Yeah. Because then all you do is um, the turret of the M4A3 will go on the M4A1 hull, and it's just basically an M4A1. That's true. With... And then you have a uh, you have a curse byproduct as well. Yeah, well, because then it'll be an M4A1 with uh, the uh, HVSS, which they never did in the American... Did the M4A1 uh, serve with the Americans with the HVSS, or did it just no. have a vertical? No, oh, no. No, right. I know the Israelis had some, but... Yeah. So then you'd have a cursed M4A1. Yep. I mean, there are pictures of M4A1s with HVSS. And it just looks weird. Like without the M fifty one turret, that it's just that's a weird look. Yeah, I I'm not a big fan of the angular sides, the four A three to M fifty one. Uh moving on to the juice, the meat. The meat. We have my favorite. We have the Dillette. The Dillette. Here we go. Now, when we're talking about what kit God damn it, I just unplugged my mic. <coughs> We can hear you. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I've noticed here is that this is all one run-on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There's one. There's oh, there one. we go. There's, no, no, I lied. There are three run-ons. <laughs> <laughs> Going over grammatical errors. <laughs> yeah, this will make Ezra feel better. Okay, guys, let's dissect what he wrote in five minutes. <laughs> no, I have to deal with enough of this in AP English already. All right, so uh, the best kits to build a Dillette would definitely be the Dragon or the Academy, which is what I did, because both of them come with the large stowage box you see on the back, and that's probably the main attraction uh, to me personally, just because it's big, it's cool, you can put stuff in it. Precisely. It's yeah, the main attraction, there. he says. Are you a turret or a or a stowage guy? That's the question. I'm a stowage. <laughs> I think the podcast group is a track guy. We should start posting tracks on OnlyFans. What what sa- what God? What tracks do you like better? Saggy ones or tight ones? <laughs> do you like them smaller? <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> it abort. Oh, never mind. Actually, never mind. We're banned in Texas. Ezra, speak. <laughs> Tell me about the delight and why I should build it. No. 
what? I just got come back to hear you know being screamed. What did I miss? What is going on? What is that sound? What is that noise? That's my. That was me oh, shaking the table. Oh, it sounded like you were. That mm. was something else. Yeah. <laughs> Pigs? Question mark? Weak face? Blush face? The podcast has got a little wild. <laughs> Why should we build the M51? Like, why? Yeah, that's because what it's we've been asking the whole time. Oh, okay. It's unique. There are so many variants. You can hand paint the markings. We will get to this in two slides. Uh, okay, okay, is this like a actual unique, like 38T unique, or is this like the Stug 3 finish unique? This is like 38T unique because no two were the same. Okay. There were so many different modifications. If you move on to the next slide, uh, you'll see what I mean. So they literally pulled a Merkava and mounted a 50 cal above the main gun and Can added you... a. Uh, they added a 30 cal for the commander. So then, te oh, technically, yeah. te by that reasoning, technically, the Merkava. Pulled a delete because the Merkava came after. Wow, this is true. Oh. This Not is to true. get technical on you, but. <clears throat> <laughs> Wait a second. In that pick, is it just me looking at it or is the. Uh... What? Did he cut out for everyone or. Yeah, you, you might want to check your internet there. Is okay, I'm, I'm pop. I can't help it. In this pick, it looks like the. Uh... Actually, no. I think it's just the light. What you is know it? how on you know how on Easy Eight Sherman's the, um, right next to the mantlet, all of the paint wears off the gun, and you see bright silver. Oh yes. I, I, yeah, I, I thought that's that. what it was. Uh, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but it looks a bit um, it looks a bit flared out before it yeah. goes into the mantlet. It looks like yeah. it's got a bit of a um, a flare on it. You're right. It's probably yeah. the light. That'd be nice, though, to model. That would look mm -hmm. sick. Maybe I'll just add that to mine. Might as just, well. Yeah. Oh, and another cool thing was they literally mounted a 60-millimeter mortar uh, right between the commander and the loader. So what was happening with that, Ezra? It was because, uh, I think it was during the Yom Kippur War, the Israelis had to deal with, um, you know, artillery shooting at them from uh, really dug in positions. So the whole idea was the mortar, was to lob shells to try and knock them out. Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense because of the terrain around there. It's, you know, it's not flat. You know, it's it's not down, just so. everything. Yeah. Wow. You can literally just hide behind a hill and just drop uh, mortars until they have had enough. I mean, yeah. so is no small amount. Like, that. that's still pretty considerable. Yeah. And, uh, like, on my model, there's a box on the side of the turret that holds all of the shells for the mortar. On the outside. Is that box armored or Yes, on the outside. Unarmored. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just strapping a whole lot of high explosives onto your turret. That's um, Nothing bad would ever happen. I think we've just found a, uh, a con to that <laughs> list. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a good well, idea. This is a good idea. This is not yeah. a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it's mounted to the back of the turret. Like well known for its heavy armor protection, yes, but the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, mind you, if they're many, if they're managing to shoot the uh, mortar shells straight to the back of your turret, you've already got a few problems that uh, you know. 
This is true, yes. That's the that's kinda on the priority of problems list, that's pretty low. Yeah. I mean props to the dude riding that fifty cal. That looks pretty comfortable and fun. I do like the muzzle break on the fifty. Comfortable too, you gotta fucking shoot it. (laughs) I do like the uh, the muzzle break on that fifty. Oh yeah, those go nonsensically. Yeah, the flash the flash hider. And you got written down that they had infrared periscopes as well? Yes, they did. And where the horn would normally be, they replaced that with an infrared projector. Oh, shit. These boys are living in the 23rd century over here. (laughs) Yeah. Bro, they're literally, they took, like, the best tank from World War II, suck it, I don't care. He's right, he's right. And made it better. (laughs) The Israelis actually took note after World War II. They had notes written down on what the fucking, what they need. This is fucking yeah, Israeli yeah, cyberpunk. List. Oh god. <laughs> Greg, when he sees a, a Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my Pershing? Yeah, that's just a lot of, you know, unique little bits and the large bit on the upper rear hull. Looks pretty cool. Okay, so tell us about how you paint these things. Ooh. Well. Here we go. Uh, you can skip over reading all of this when I can just say you can use whatever shade of Israeli gray you want. Dunkle Gel. Were... <laughs> so not Kartan. Don't, don't Thank say you. Kartan around Ezra. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> He'll do it. He'll don't do it. Started. He'll, say the flir- He'll say the word. See, another, see, another, another good thing for modeling the M51 is that of you don't have to try and find a specific shade of fucking gray or anything. Exactly. I mean, people people still argue about what it's supposed to be. I mean, you get the same with bloody Panzer Grey and OD, olive drab, and um, what's the Soviet green called? Um, Orbio. Yeah. I mean, people still um, argue till they're red in the face about, no, what shade it's supposed to be, <clears throat> kit maker. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is just another reason to turn them and go, yeah, no, I'm just, no, I'm just going to do it this way. I will say the more, the more I work on my model around with a bunch of AK interactive paint swatches in this pocket, just in case someone's going to start popping off with his M51. You've no idea. Looking (laughs) back, I really regret not painting it like one of those really dark uh, grays. Just to make people mad. I, I I have something to add to this, actually. Um, so, haven't done the episode yet, so I'm not really going to say too much. But my car is painted in just so many different colors and different like shades of gray or green. I can't speak. Like you can tell, the uh, previous owners really did not give a fuck. Uh, about the shades or whatever it really doesn't matter when it comes to these military vehicles they're just like on the uh like i had to spend an hour grinding down like um paint uh jackson grinding grinding. and it was like paint splashes like splattered paint all over the hood because they just didn't give two shits Jack's getting fucking feisty. Well, Goddamn. Just uh, for reference, what the car that Jack is actually talking about here is a 2022 Honda Civic. 
<laughs> so at least Jack, you're you're in the uh, fortunate position of if anyone in real life does start arguing with you, you can literally just take like manhandle them over to the uh, elders and then just like hold them in front. Go, <laughs> so, look, just look. No, yeah, literally, <laughs> it's it's right there. It's um, and now well, I'm sticking with the theme. I bought uh some Tamiya NATO green. It is not the right shade, but it's going on anyways perfect yeah it and it works it looks just as good as it did before <laughs> anyways go on i'll finish up the slides for that episode soon enough awesome. but this is your episode so <laughs> take it away thank you actually do you know what would be really cool for uh, painting an m51 ezra what um well, say so you got it here that you know they could be the uh, the gray color, and then they use a yellowish shade, and you know it's kind of a mix. So you could almost yeah. do chipping as if you you've painted oh, it's been that. painted gray, and then at some point they've repainted it using the yellowish the yellow color, and then yeah. then you can uh, chip it, use it with that gray underneath it, so you can start seeing the uh, the former paint paint scheme coming through. I think oh, that, that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Or right now. Or right now, I could add retouch spots to my model using that dark, darker gray color. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I think that would look pretty well, neat. You, you could do literally any shade, and that's the beauty of it because yeah. they really didn't care. Exactly. In reality, who gives a fuck whenever like you're actually going into combat? As long as you're going to blend in with the environment, mm -hmm. it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, but you guys really it's blended in with those ACUs. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't use that, so suck it. Pat. Damn it, Kovac's not here. We can't. I can't mock him. All right, yeah, moving on. <laughs> but to say he's in the guard. They actually use that camo still on yeah. some of their gear. So not all of it, but now, still too much. Markings. The fun part. So you can have hand painted markings on your M fifty one. Because they were hand-painted in real life. Almost any picture you see will show you that. You can even see paint spills. Uh, and a quick rundown on the markings is if your barrel has one stripe, it belongs to 1st Battalion, 2 stripes, 2nd Battalion, 3 stripes, 3rd Battalion. And the V, uh, if the chevron was pointing downwards, it belonged to 2nd Company. If the V was forward, it was 3rd. Oh, no, no. I'm getting confused with my own slides. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You're good. Yeah, you so got if this. the F-51 belonged to first company, the chevron was pointing down. If the tank belonged to second company, the V was forward, like on mine. So my hypothetical M-51 is in third battalion, second company. And, um, and that's the one yeah, that you've got um, on that slide. That's your one. Yes. I like and I just picked you've put the nice. you put the same markings on yours as the uh as one that's got the M4A3 hull. Yes. Uh that was really because I found so many pictures of them with the number five. Oh really? That's interesting. Yeah. You didn't so put I the thought, five no. over the gun port. Oh. You didn't match it completely. <laughs> 
All right, well, there you go. He's never entering this into a competition ever, though. <laughs> <laughs> it just ruined everything. But the thing is, it the five looks too far forward for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, I agree. It looks cool <laughs> set pack. Yeah, I mean, it makes more sense as well. You put it on a flat surface, not something that can be, you know, changed. Yeah. Um... So yeah, and then there was uh, also the like Israeli you know tarps out hang from the... it with. Oh. Uh, I think around Merkava time, because don't you mainly see Merkavas with them? Yeah, so it would have would have been cool if they'd put it because you got the overhang on the M fifty one turret. Would have been cool if they put the chains on the back of them as well. Ooh, that'd be cool. We will get to this though. I have chains on mine, just on the front. Chains, nonetheless. Yes. Things are going to get kinky. <laughs> oh, no. MMP after hours. <laughs> so, moving on to my build. Uh, we have the Academy kit with the inaccurate muzzle brake. Blah, blah, blah. I just decided to ignore it. So, I built... That must have been difficult. Accuracy? What? <laughs> it was difficult. But it's big. It looks cool. It looks menacing. Okay, so give us Moving a rundown on. On, on everything you used. What? Yes. <laughs> so. Ezra, your internet is delayed. Yeah, the homeboys oh. out here with uh, AOL. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think all of the internet in my house, I mean, all of the electricity in my house just went out. I'm oh. sit, I've been sitting in my in my. <sighs> I've been sitting in darkness for the past like five minutes. Homeboys having yeah. a rough time. Living in poverty. So I built a very late M51 delay. Spent all his money on the M51. <laughs> <laughs> so it has a scissor mount, uh, 30 cal. The above gun mounted 50 and the 60 millimeter mortar. Yes, it's called a scissor mount, Jack. Be mature about it. That's a funny name. Hey, we need we need to have a month for that mount. <laughs> Isn't it June? I referred to it as the lesbian mount once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I scratch built new storage bins, added the barbed wire to Sorry, the front, covered in canvas. Uh, I added, I used only a tiny bit of the Edward PE set, most of it just scratch built. I used so much copper sheeting, added cast texture, rated my spare bin for stowage, weld beads. Uh, I added the straps for the dust uh, dust cover. I took running gear from the Tamiya Easy Eight. <sighs> scratch built the telephone box, the sixty mil mount. I sculpted all of the tarps you see hanging on it. Yeah. It, it looks nice. I, yeah, it looks I really like nice. it. It really does, dude. That is when you sent those pictures into the into the fucking Discord, I was like goo goo gaga <laughs> eyes for like oh, yeah, fifteen minutes looking at everything. It looked great. <laughs> and so, have it, guys, Jack creamed himself with the M fifty one. So you're telling me that you oh, bought an Edward P E set and didn't use all of it yeah it wasn't the extensive set it was like the really basic stuff well that, that shit's expensive 
It actually came with the kit when I bought it. I got uh, it secondhand. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who 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 was it? Um, Ezra, who's the guy on Kitmaker who sent you like that big thing of models? Oh, I Wade Buff. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Wade. Shout no, this was Wade. not one of the kits Wade sent me. Oh, never mind. No, no, no. Shout out for Wade. Uh, <laughs> no. Wade, Stop you, still get a sh- you still get a shout out. I will see you in October. <laughs> But yeah, what a few details I really like are there's three different kinds of jerry cans. There's a stretcher. Uh, Why would they use three different kinds? Because there was really... Jack, the whole tank the whole is made from like 20 different <laughs> okay, pieces of armor. I, I think it's okay if they use different, different no, jerry cans. I just want to know, like, did they actually... They did that? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. Yeah, there's uh, two yeah. Israeli no, I think kind. It's a teacher. There's two Israeli kind, one American and one German. Yeah, That's I mean even awesome. even the uh, Americans stole jerry cans off the Germans and used them. Yeah. Yeah, why not? But yeah, honestly, the kit itself was a bitch to build. I don't recommend getting it. I think um, I do remember you up. complaining about it when you were like halfway through it. Yeah. Well, you you did recommend it to me at one anyway, so. Oh, I really recommend the Tamiya one. It's definitely the best uh, M51 out there. But it's not the one you would use for the Dillette, correct? No. Yes, I wouldn't use it for the Dillette. Because it's missing the large stowage box on the back. Right, right. What if you just use that copper sheeting and just yeah, make your you own? Yeah, you covered the uh, top with a tarp, so I, I think you would have got a decent result if you just did that. Yeah. Oh, for sure you could. Honestly, I could have scratched, but mine not a copper sheet and then added all these dents and divots. God damn it. I already <laughs> mentioned this now. Next time, next build time. another, part two. Mm. Don't give him any ideas, yeah. guys. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> Ezra, the only idea I will give you is I would love to see you build a, a kit, like a diorama with two vehicles. Oh, yeah. On a small base, that would be pretty cool. That would be fun. You could kind of do like a uh, Fury diorama, like when uh, Fury was circling the tiger. That'd be a cool diorama. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, well, I guess that's, yeah, that's the M51, eh? Yeah. No, it's the M51 Dalek, not the M51A. No, it's the Super Sherman. (laughs) No, it's the Ish Sherman. Okay, <laughs> so question for you, Ezra. Of all the variants, which one do you think is the coolest? Dolette. Fair enough. Hands down. But, I mean, come on, you have a 60mm mortar. That's true. That is pretty cool. We use handheld 60s for company pretty, support. It's a pretty good That's size. That's a lot of millimeters. Yeah. Yes. See, I think I'll, I'll build the, uh, the Gimmel just because I, it's called the Gimmel. I'll just go around just saying Gimmel all the time. Gimmel. <laughs> Gimmel. But then you can only have the uh, centerline mounted 50. Nothing else. Hey, hey it's, an, it's an Israeli vehicle. I can do whatever the hell I want with it. <laughs> Make it a Dillette, but call it a Gimmel. Yeah. Well, just... The one vehicle to not hate on. Well, you just do... You just put on... You just change it so so much, and you say, no, it's the Gimmel version, and just intentionally change it just to piss people off. Mind you, that's my style of modeling anyway, so, you know, that's just me. Fair enough. Well then, so that 
was Ezra's presentation on the on his M fifty one. Uh, that was actually a really good presentation, Ezra. Yeah, thank, thank you, Ezra. You. Thank you. It's your first. Thank you, one. Ezra. It was, uh, yeah, that was pretty good. And you did, and you managed to survive us just roast, roasting the ever loving fuck out of you. So, <laughs> you know, props to you. Yeah, on that. don't worry, I've gotten thick skin. <laughs> so we are going to take a short intermission, as you can see on the screen. And what are we going to come back to, Dennis? Uh, we are going to come back to the modeling news. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you say? I didn't even hear you. Yeah, titties. <laughs> I was wondering when you guys are going to notice that. <laughs> now everyone's happy. Look at that. Yay. Okay, so we're going to be happy. back with the modeling news and works in progress for this week. So stick around. Hell yeah. Right now, we're just going to take a quick break, but after the intermission, Dennis is going to lead us on hobby news, and we'll be talking about works in progress. So, stick around for that. Okay, so, this is this week's hobby news. The first one, TACOM continues their seemingly weekly streak of just adding new and new kits um, this time they're doing the, I believe it's the M48 series. So I think the main thing that we're all going to look at here is the Sergeant York. That's coming in 1 to 35th scale. Um, I, I'm, what do you guys, when do you guys think this is going to come out? I'll give it a mm. month. Probably in, within the next, I yeah, think, month yeah. or two. I think we'll be seeing test shots probably by October at the latest. I have a question for you guys. Since they're making the M48 family, do you think they're going to make an M103? Okay. Yes. Because well, they, they should. Better. They should make the M103. Yeah. 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 They should make the goddamn Pershing. <laughs> right, and I kidnapping Tycom designers until they make the uh, Pershing. We need to do, Dennis, you and I need to do part of the Patreon, have our fucking oh panda God, fucking yes. discussion on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they got the Sergeant York. What are the oh. other two? Ooh. The other two, I, I, I don't even know. I know they're M48s, I believe. M48, we actually have... I know, I know Tacom have got an M48 with the uh, bulldozer um, blade on it. That was the uh, Taiwanese one. M yeah, the, uh, yeah. The Brave Tiger. Yeah. Hey, just grab that now, and you can save it for after China invades and gets their ass yeah. cheek clapped. Looking at the silhouettes, the one on the right, like the one on the left has got the um, machine gun cupola for the commander but the one on the left doesn't look like it's got one it's got a uh a uh open 50 cal yeah i would imagine that's probably the early m48 i, I would want to say that that would be the vietnam version mm. yeah yes mm. yeah it shows you what i know yeah nam damn so the damn m48 Canadians. is the pattern or pattern two uh, I think it's just the pattern. Yeah, I think it's, I, I I think it's the pattern. Just the, it, it the pattern. Yeah, I think it, I think the M forty eight is the pattern. The M sixty is the pattern two. I think. I think they something like that. Known as. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, so that's what Tacom is releasing. Um, Kinetic. They've also been up to some stuff this week. They released a forty eighth scale kit of the uh, CF five B, the, the two seat Freedom Fighter. Um, these ones are going to have European, mark European markings, I should say, 
I know they've got Norwegian markings, Dutch markings, and I want to say Belgian? Yeah, but all the marking sets here are going to be uh, European, which is kind of odd considering that the uh, aircraft was made um, not far from where I live, actually. So, yeah, there you go. Dennis, we, we all know you're going to buy it and then print off your own Canadian decals for the, it. That, you know, the autoloader decals is going to get into the aircraft markings uh, <laughs> market. <clears throat> the the minute yeah. you said it's the CF whatever, I was just like, yep, you. Yep. that's why you yeah. like it. So yeah, which is pretty nice because honestly, Kinetic is the only company that has made the Freedom Fighter. They've actually made uh, the single-seater um, with Canadian markings, and it was a pretty good kit, I've heard. So yeah, we're going to get the training version here. And the last here piece of uh, news. So I don't know actually who leaked this, but someone got an early production A34 Comet from Tamiya. And look at that box art. Whoever it is, they're going to be hunted down pretty soon by the community. Oh, yeah. I'd be lying if I said I was so Cannot fucking wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ezra, sometimes I'm really concerned about you. It wasn't him who said it, though. I'm just reading what it says, Greg. I'd be lying. You know what I'm I'm most excited for? It's not even the tank. It's the two crewmen. I've, we finally get a winter crewman from Tamiya. Just go on to Alley, Look baby. That, Look at these guys, dude. Come on, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I agree. The new, new Tamiya figures are getting a lot better than what they uh, used to be. Damn straight. Yeah. So that was the modeling news. Now we've got short one. progress. <laughs> All right. So I've got two slides today. The first one is about my horizon island t62 build that i'm doing following in the footsteps of mr d-man over here uh so trying to go off of reference photos from the game plus dennis's t55 uh just kind of what i would think a tank in that situation would look like so this is the tamiya t62a i did this kit a long time ago and then i tore everything off and reprimed it and it's just been sitting in a box, and I was, didn't know what I was going to do with it yet until Dennis. So basically, uh, it's just going to be a T62 at rest, just kind of chilling out. Not too sure what the diorama is going to be, but I've added the Challenger 2 side armor. Uh, all those big blocks are supposed to be steel plates. It's got concrete armor in the front, a bunch of stowage. It's got a 50 cal on a wooden mount. Uh, two very different crewmen, and uh, <laughs> on the bottom right, Ezra, thank you for the inspiration. I put a call box on the back, but instead of a box, okay. it's made from a uh, that, a cooler. That's cool. So it's <laughs> I'm thinking I'm not sure what color I'm gonna go with yet. I'm thinking like a darkish blue for the cooler, yeah, but yeah. And uh, once it's done, of course, I'll add different types of foliage, like make my own palm leaves and shit like that, put on there. Wait, so are you telling me you literally stole from a perfectly good Challenger 2 kit plaid skirts? Yes, I... Because, okay, so I don't have ERA bricks, so I can't do, like, the ERA side skirts like I wanted to, which is fine. gives me more inventive or imagination. And I was looking around, and I was going to make, like, the the German Panzer, how it had the big side skirts. I was going to do that, but I was like, you know what? In the modern world, in a country slightly backed by NATO, they'd probably have handy-downs like this, 
So, because especially the, the, the Russian T-series, they get ammo racked a lot, yeah. right? So, they'd probably want something to protect their sides where an RPG could penetrate really easy and ammo rack them. So, that's why I went with Challenger 2 side skirts. And I could give a fuck about my Challenger 2. So. Wait, so, um, just like for people listening, can you quickly describe the Horizon Island uh, build we have going here? Uh, yeah, so, if you don't know, there's a game called Arma 3. And uh, Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong. It's part of a story mission or one of the it's, DLCs, uh, I think. The Apex Protocol DLC, which um, takes place in the South Pacific. Yes. Um, so basically, they have old Soviets, like really old military equipment, and it's been upgraded over the years. So think of it as like you're in the South Pacific. You were given these T series and early American early allied tanks and you have to keep up with them maintenance equipment uh armor and all that how are you so going to do like it Cuba. right so that's where the it's basically like NATO pretty much Cuba, yeah. yeah oh nice so you can it's really fun because like i have the disco for the t62 but instead of the disco i added the 50 better, honestly because yeah that is neat. yeah i you know i didn't think so at first now i was really comprehending taking it off but it i think it looks yeah. nice <clears throat> yeah Especially with that wooden mount, it's gonna look funny. Yeah, and I think the aesthetic of it, um, you know, being Pacific Island type style, so you can get a bit more inventive with the camo and stuff like that. And just with like, um, yes, weathering with the terrain and the environment, you know, it would weather very differently to say uh, Europe or America or you know something like that. You know, Middle East. Yeah. Oh yeah, I will. I'm definitely going to be following in the footsteps of Dennis. I actually ordered a light blue Tamiya uh, paint that's coming in on Saturday. And I've already got like a cockpit green camo. So I'm going to do a very similar camo scheme. And yeah, like I'm super pumped uh, to just weather the dog shit out of this thing. Because like y'all said, it, it's a made up fucking nation and tank. I can do whatever the fuck yeah. I want. And no one can say anything so about good. it. I cannot fucking wait. That's my it's first nice. slide. Thank you. All right, oh, yeah. so my second slide. <laughs> oh, oh my! I've never saved an image so quickly in my life. <laughs> my feet did not cramp this time, believe it or not. Uh, so this one, I know, right? I'm actually impressed with myself. <laughs> got the got the hobby knife and the fucking CA glue there. Uh, so on the top there, Dennis, thank you. You suggested these awesome um, oil paints for me. Uh, looking forward to using those. And then the bottom left is the artillery group build I'm working on. That's the current status. I just put the grass down, uh, did the base coloring for the palm trees and leaves, and then added some highlights. Uh, Right-hand side, 1-100 scale build. Uh, same thing, just put the grass down, basic coloring on everything, and yeah, that Stuart tank has... I'm trying the night shift method a little bit, where I added like a dark color for the whole Stuart tank, and then I, from above, and from slight side angles, I did a very light uh, green color to make it look faded, and I'm hoping to blend that with oils. Yeah, it's I'll say that those nice. oils will be really easy to help blend everything together. If you just pour the weathering on, it'll look great. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've got. Yeah, thank you. Oh, oh. how relevant! Wow. <laughs> yes. Huh? 
That's weird. Here we have my M51 in the flesh. Nearly finished. Uh, I love the result, and I think it's um, a good culmination of all of my modeling skills being put into one singular model. And it's definitely the best model I've ever made. I can't wait to finish it. I just ordered some barbed wire and some other stuff. Yeah. And you're taking this to uh, Ohio, right? Or uh, Ohio, yes. Connecticut. Yeah, in yes. October. Awesome. I can't wait. All that's yeah, really left on it right now. Thank you. All that's left on it right now is to finish painting the figure, glue him down, add the barbed wire to the base, add the spent shell casings, and I think that's it. Oh yeah, that'll be perfect. Good, Good shit, job, man. Yeah, so thanks. Thank you. Ooh, look at this! How is wide this. That's beautiful. Yeah, so I've finally got this uh, built up and ready for painting. So this is the Mark IV tadpole, the same tadpole I bought in episode one. Um, look at how yay. far it's come. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. It is it's huge. It is a big tank. I mean, I've I've put it next to the Yag Panther as reference, and you can see the difference in size. So. Yeah, so the tadpole is all ready for painting and priming. Um, but first, I've just got to... Because this one's going to be a f uh, filmed one for my YouTube channel. So I've got the build filmed. I've just got it and 80% mm, edited. All I've got to do is like the finishing touches with the intro and the music, all of that. So that one's going to be coming out soon. Um, nice. I don't, I don't expect it to be a popular episode because it's just the build part, none of the uh, painting or anything, but... You know, you got to put them out there. So, the plan with this one is, it's I'm just going to go with the standard British green. Um, I don't know why. Like, I just it's a it's a color that I really like, and I've got multiple greens that I can work with to try and you know give it some sort of highlights and you know just try and do some a little bit of modulation with it. Um, yeah. That'll be really cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, even if you've got a monochrome, uh, sorry, monotone paint scheme, you can do a lot of stuff just to break the uh, break the colors up. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm what I'm looking to do is uh, like around around all the rivets and stuff, using a darker darker green around them, and then as you get into the uh, into the panel, it gets a little bit lighter, just to sort of like highlight each panel because it's all, you know, there's not not a lot of rounded edges. On this tank so it's all flat panels so you got to try and somehow make it not look so um flat you know and boring right but what does help I'll, is there is a ton of rivets on this oh it's gonna be streaking galore oh yeah what are you How gonna much say are you planning on like uh weathering it quite a bit because <clears throat> it's a, a what because yeah. it's a tank that was never used uh, you can pretty much do whatever you want with it, and no one can tell you oh, otherwise. Oh yeah, that's so. the best part. Um, What's and of course, nice about it is yeah. well, like how angular it is. You <clears> can get a lot of like a lot of like dust and cracks going. Yeah, yeah. and there's going to be a lot of uh, like rust streaks and stuff because, um, believe it or not, First World War tanks weren't actually built that well. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Funny really? that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So there was actually a lot of gaps in the armor itself and a lot of rivets that popped off and, and get water in and stuff like that. So 
Um, Except this is a TACOM kit. Yeah, so the um, yeah, the spaces are there. There is there's actually a few gaps on this kit that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, so those are historically accurate. How bad were they? Yeah, historically they're not so bad. They're more of a nuisance, but they're not. They're they're small enough that like a little bit of mud will cover it up and you'll be fine. But yeah. Okay. But, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to painting this one. Yeah, that'll be amazing. Well, good. Yeah. Wow. Especially the tracks. I can't wait to see what you do with those, honestly. Yeah, that's yeah. the best well, part. The fact are you going to make them rusty, or are you going to make them, like, proper, or not proper, but, like, factory type? Um, bit of both. So probably the the, uh, the flat surfaces on it will be rusted, and then the, um, the teeth will be shiny. Ooh. Yeah. Hell that's yeah. the bit that rubs mainly against stuff, so, yeah. Very nice, dude. Okay, so uh, this is one of my two slides. Uh, this is just what oh. I've been working on. Weatherized oh. for the uh, tropical. Everyone just well, oh. oh yeah, the rust station. Yeah. So this is what I've been doing. I added just a little bit of foliage, kind of just sprinkling in some leaves and all that. You know, just you know, doing some stuff. Put some in the tracks as well. And uh, yeah, I'm. I've sort of hung my uh, oil paints up for this one just for the time being because I've got other stuff that I'm working on now. But I I'm going to come back to this probably in the fall time, just doing more stuff. You know, adding more weathering. But yeah, dude, it did you chip or use sponge chipping for a lot of that, like oh, near the back not, grill there on the this model. What? what? All That's all oil paint. Wow. How'd you apply Honestly, it like that? Dude, I, I, I don't Is want to it... sound like an idiot, but I just literally brushed it on. Like I literally just took a small fine pointed brush and stippled it on. And yeah, there you go. That's all you just took. let the uh, thinners sort of just blend it uh, yeah, exactly. between each other. Exactly. Oh my god, oh. I love it. It's gorgeous. This makes me feel insecure about how oh, mine's going to oh, turn out. <laughs> Look at that, though. That's fucking... Oh my god. Well, it's Post no it. Are you going to add stowage or anything? Or? I don't know. I don't know if I will, Greg. Because the idea is that this is going to be on during training, so it won't be like more than like 10 minutes oh, okay. from where you know, it's garages, but I don't know. I'm probably going to add like some just kind of generic stuff, like maybe a, I don't know, maybe an air identification panel or something. But yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll definitely see. Probably a couple packs. Dennis, you Hell have yeah. to uh, you have to post pics of this on that particular model. I did. They didn't do anything. They didn't like they they praised it. except for that yeah, one they, solar account. They, yeah. <laughs> oh no, not on Kitmaker. The on, other place. Uh, yeah, the other place. Yeah, they, I was really sad because no one bothered to take a stab at it, and I was like, oh. Oh, I'll give you some. That's kind of how I felt about my fucking Greyhound. Just yeah, wait go... until the eight-year-olds wake up. Yeah, come on. As, uh, Ezra, you know what? Egamon, okay? You get them to come after my T-55. <laughs> all right, we all need to build the most cursed tank possible. <laughs> well, speaking of <laughs> the most modernized cursed ram. tank possible... Speaking of the most oh, cursed, yes. oh, so God. the uh, I, I've I've been having fun with putty, and I decided to add a model to my putty. That so, interior, holy! <laughs> so I have the Mang FT seventy, and nice. I thought, well, so I let, let me set the scene for you. Right, it's the hottest day of the year here in uh, in, in uh, Toronto. I rode my bike about 
25 kilometers to the hobby store. So I'm already in sort of like a semi-heat-induced coma at this point, and I'm walking around, and I see this main FT-17 kit, and they say it's got interior, individual link tracks. I say, fine, I can make it Canadian, right? Because I was an idiot, and I was under the impression that we used the FT-17, when in fact we did not. We used the American M-1917. Same basically tank, but there are enough like visual differences you need to do a conversion for it. So, okay, I go and I go. You remember how we were talking about the uh, that company, FC Model Trend, and how they make all that 3D printed stuff? Yeah. Yeah, don't ever buy anything from them. It's a complete scam, just like everything else from Spain. <laughs> Spain's yeah, on a roll. I, I'm just, uh, Spain has me so angry right now. So I, I, I paid decent money for this. I got it. It looks good in the package, right? It looks good. I, I will give them that. However... They didn't give you any instructions, and if you guys can notice here from the kind of picture right at the bottom where I'm sort of mating the, the uh, turret ring up with the rest of the tank, it is very clear that none of these guys actually had the kit and bothered to test fit it. They just oh. sort of said, eh, it'll work. So the whole <laughs> thing, is it, it's just so bad. Now this part here with the huge gap, this is the easy bit. So the turret, I had to cut off I had to build the whole turret, right? I had to build the main turret. That was the only way you could do this. And then I had to saw the front of it off. But the way that this, like there was warping on the mantlet that they give you in the, in the conversion. Basically, long story short, I had to cover the entire front 50% of the turret in putty. Like here there is, you know, <sighs> Tamiya putty, there is Vallejo putty, there is Mr. Surfacer. I had to completely re-sand all that putty into shape and then put new rivets on it. And no, it doesn't look good here. Like you can see in the primer, like the different layers of putty, but I assure you it is actually smooth. The plan here is that I'm just going to have, um, I'm going to use epoxy to make a little jacket. I'm going to have it folded here. And I'm also going to have a map. You know, we'll just have it. Also, I will say this thing is going to be weathered into the ground. So I'm not really worried if there's a big rust, rust blotch here. So, yeah, we, 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 I think we extracted something usable out of it, but... Yeah. I mean, worst comes to worst, you can just rip the turret off and then just say it got hit by an AT round. Yeah, well, you can definitely do that. I'm gonna make <laughs> it's about to. One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it, is, it will be a unique subject. There are not many of these uh, in kit form. But, yeah, other, other than that, the kit was great. Nice tracks, nice suspension, all that. Good interior. Yeah, that interior looks beautiful, dude. See, that that's one of the reasons I'm like skittish about getting aftermarket uh, parts and stuff is how well they fit. I will there's say a this. lot of stuff that doesn't. You you know what? This is turning me off of the aftermarket. Like things like tracks and barrels, yes. But an actual conversion, I'd just say wait for an actual kit to come out of it. Honestly, it, it, it'll just be less pain. Yeah, that this was a this was interesting because it took an incredible kit and turned it into an absolute nightmare to build. Yeah, and I, and I will say I'm not a good builder, so obviously, like someone like you know, any of you guys could have done a way better job, and you wouldn't have had the big slap putty fest going on. But yeah, at least the way I was building, I was like, there is literally no other way of doing this except reconstructing the front half of the turret with putty and then sanding it down. You have way more patience than I do. 
Yeah, Honestly, dude, I can't stand working <laughs> I will that say shit. There were moments here where I considered, like, well, if I just made this a French FD17 and <clears throat> sold this conversion kit. But yeah. So we will never speak of it again until next week, probably. <laughs> Speaking of a lot of patience, here's oh, my difference. That was a good segue, wasn't it? Fishies. Um, but, oh, yeah, fish. So, yeah. So here is the um, story. So I've been working on this turpits for a long time. And uh, just, I don't know, what was it? Like last weekend, last time I was in, uh, in the hobby store, I picked up some Vallejo Dark Sea Gray. Yeah, it was last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just put the life back into this project. I don't know why. I just brought it home, did some touch-ups, and it was full steam ahead. So um, I've got the uh, Ardo seaplanes all mostly painted up, maybe ready for decals soon. Um, A lot of this thing is constructed now. A lot of it is painted. It just needs a lot of finishing touches pretty much so i took a few pictures but uh not like i left some more uh revealing ones out and you can see the railings at the front there oh i just hit my mic i did that last time i think <laughs> um but look at those yeah railings. there you go wow beautiful Dude, you've got patience yeah. like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> There's something Thanks. seriously wrong with you for this, man, but we love it. Oh, yeah, this is... Yeah. Of course, the problem is, Jack, once to... you get this one finished, you're going to sit around going, fuck, what do I do now? Well, I've got an Enterprise. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> you got the Stuart. Yeah, I got, you got a, the Iltus. Actually, do this to... Yeah, I got the Iltus. The Iltus is like the Turbots, but a billion times bigger. Um, not in real life, though. Uh, next slide, please. And here's some wow. glamour shots of the wow. full body. Holy shit! What what color red is That's that? Hull red. Hull red. Just okay. Like the Tamiya rattle can. Very nice. Yeah. So it's got the outer railings mostly on everything. Um. And I've got, like I said, pretty much every individual piece built up and most of them painted. And then from now on, I think it's mostly a matter of gluing on like 50, 60 different individual pieces. Uh, Just for everything from like little machine guns to uh, like turrets or those sections that were in the last slide. Um. How many hours of actual work, not including drying time, do you think you have left on this build? Oh, I'm not sure. Because um, you've got all those little pieces made already, right? You just got to glue them on. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Uh, and I do still have some uh, bits of like Edward Photoetch still left in the, uh, you know, on the sprue. Is it a sprue if it's Photoetch? I don't know yeah yes uh and then i've got rigging which is gonna take a while and i need to find a diagram for that so 
Um, if anybody knows where I can find a Tirpitz rigging diagram, I guess it would probably be the same as the Bismarck. Um, I haven't been able to find one. But how how much was left on the artillery group build? Like, when does that one end? Um, yeah, the end of this month. End of this month? Oh, shit. Um, yeah, so about two, two and a half weeks, I think. Because what's today, the 12th? Yeah. It's about two and, I and a half weeks. Guess about a month, but I'm honestly really not sure. Because, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. it's like rigging, and then I'm going to uh, do all sorts of weathering on it. Try to, I'm gonna try to do a bit of a uh, armor modeler's approach here. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Like it's been out at sea or stuff for a little bit, and yeah, it's coming back. And like you can see in that uh, painting, you could look at those like rust streaks and everything. You know what you should yeah. do then? <clears throat> if you're going to have it that so it's been out, you should add just like an effect along the bottom, along the red, where you'd have the anti-fouling. Just add oh, like um, barnacles and stuff. Yeah, I actually... Well, this is um, a method I saw a while ago um, where you fill up a tub of water, uh, add some like green acrylic, and then just... Uh, put your ship in up to the uh, water line and then just let it sit for oh, God. a while. And then you've got that, uh, you know, that green like algae line. And then dude, that is then smart. I actually picked up some uh, fine turf this weekend uh, that I can yes. stick on for some algae. Uh, well, if you, you if know, you want, Jack, I'm actually going to be down at my uh, my dad's boat tomorrow at the marina, so I could probably s snap a few pics of what uh, the underside of boats look like. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. <clears throat> Sweet. Yeah, thank you. And well, yeah, I'll also be adding like salt streaks and everything. I'll be I'll be taking everything into account, I think, because this is a pretty big project, and you know, I want it to turn out nice. And I think it's turning out pretty nice so far. You've you've been working on it since I've known oh, yeah. you. Yeah, it's been since like what? Uh, Almost February? a year. I think it's been since about February. I remember uh, deciding whether I was going to build the Turpets or the Enterprise first on New Year's of this year. Yeah. Wow. And then I spent a while waiting for the uh, Edward Bodewetch set as well. And that came sometime in January, I suppose. So I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, you are a better man than me. <laughs> well, I mean, I did kind of stop working on it for a little bit recently. I built up the comet and everything just because, well, it's a, it's a big project. It's hard to stay motivated. Um, especially during like the summer, it's like I don't want to be working on a ship all day. Hey, that's what the winter's yeah, for. Winter yeah, winter is prime shipbuilding season, and I started it during the winter, but it's gonna be ending <laughs> during the summer. Uh, hey, well, that's great, man. I'm looking forward to seeing it done. Are you gonna do like a video for YouTube or anything, or are you just gonna keep it to the oh, Discord and Insta? I'm not sure. I guess it's probably too late to do like a video and I'd have to fiddle around with editing and stuff. 
but um well i take it you've got a crap ton of photos and stuff of it oh i guess you're right i do yeah um, well, if, you, if you uh i but see if anything it could be yeah. just a well, finished build if you've got a whole lot of photos if you um if i can get access to them i could create a montage video for you oh that'd be that'd be amazing thank you uh Callum coming in clutch. Yeah. Editing skills once again. <laughs> and well, yeah, because I've been taking uh, a lot of pictures for Kitmaker, but a lot of building a ship like this is really repetitive. Like a lot of it is just photo etch. So there isn't actually that much exciting stuff to uh, get pictures of. I don't know. A lot of people get excited with um, like installed photo etch. There's something yeah, very appealing to it. Yeah, bro, you're talking to yeah. modelers well, yeah, right now. But I mean, if I'm like taking pictures of photo, I don't know. I just kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> a while ago. I, I don't know about you guys, but like seeing photo which that's been bent into a 3D um, structure or something is just very appealing. It looks very good. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's why I went. Like, that's why I got a photo etch kit because I knew the result would be worth it yeah there's definitely like um i do like say um i think it's edard and stuff when they showcase their uh photo etch sets they'll they'll build the model paint it black and then just have the photo etch put on afterwards so it like shows oh, shows up those look real that's a good idea <clears throat> that yeah, is they fucking look really cool. cool it was a great way to show off the, what the photo etch looks like that's really a yeah. smart idea wow Hey, uh, Dennis, remember those, um, the one 700 scale ships you showed me that oh, were God, basically yeah. no plastic? The, the, the guys just basically, yeah, there was no, as you say, no plastic left on it. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I will always have a mad respect for model ship builders, because, like, oh, yeah. oh my God, I would have to get the Atlantis one and do it in like a week because I couldn't. Breed. Actually, I will say, um, the Tamiya 350 scale I 400 is really easy to build. You could you could bang that out. That's fine. You could bang it out. You're talking to me, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm talking to you. This is why I'm saying it. Well, you could try um, uh, one to seven hundred scale because I did that, that of yeah. a uh, destroyer or a sub hunter, and it's um. Yeah, the one to seven hundreds are pretty fun. Yeah, I. I might get one once I go to Kansas. After a little while, I'll probably end up getting because there I can work on long projects that have you know because I have a whole basement, so it doesn't matter how big things. I would are. definitely recommend um, for one to seven hundred. The IGB um, ships are really good. IGB, yeah, IBG, yeah. whatever. Okay. <clears throat> have you guys heard of? Uh, some more for Callum and Jack, because y'all are more ship guys. Uh, the USS Harper's Ferry or the USS America LHA-6. Have y'all seen any of those in a kit? Uh, I don't think so. Don't think so. Not Although I when, I make, when I look for models, I automatically go for World War II stuff. So a lot of modern stuff yeah, just like Fair enough. over here. <laughs> Fair enough. And also, ship models are just heinously expensive as well. They are. This one was actually not bad. I got it on Black Friday for, what was it, um, 70 Canadian dollars? Which was 
good deal. That's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually, yeah, usually like three fifty scale ships uh, go for what two three hundred sometimes. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, depending on like if it's something like the Yamato or Missouri or something like that, then you're looking at like. Well, 600. they come with their they come with their own photo etch. Yeah, yeah. This one, did. but yeah, those those are some nice kits too. How was your Yamato, Dennis? What would you rate that? Uh, the kit itself was it was it, it looked like the Yamato, but it wasn't really very refined. But if that you got was the one, older generation one, right? The new one is completely the new one's an eleven out of ten, but the old one. You need to get your like fifty dollar eBay photo watch and wooden deck and brass barrel. Right, set. right. But other than that, you're good to go. Is it the kind of kit that if you stand back a couple of meters, it's like, yeah, it looks like the Yamato, and then you get up close, it's no, it's not. Yeah, sort exactly. Of steel. And, but as long as you add the aftermarket, it's it's basically the new one. Just not as refined. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. Yeah, the new Yamato is crazy, but it's. What was it like? Three fifty? I don't know. It's expensive. Uh, but yeah, this project is coming along. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, it looks and, great. Good deal, man. Yeah, thanks. Right. Yeah, yeah, I drifted off. I was thinking about Kark Tan while you guys were talking oh, about God. ships. Of course. <laughs> oh God, kill him! You're oh, a ship. Greg has some news for us. Ah, yes. Ah, oh, God, I'm so excited. Okay, so we're coming <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> coming towards the end of our first official MMP group build, at least that I'm a part of. Uh, and coming towards the end of that, we're going to be looking into the next one. So the next MMP group build is going to be about the Battle of the Bulge. Uh, so literally anything again. in regards to the Battle of the Bulge bitch. during that campaign... It w- a what? It was not that big. Was it a big bulge or a small bulge? I shall ask again. <sighs> well, it wasn't that big considering the Germans got yeah, their asses kicked again. Make so. a difference. I see. But, uh, yeah, so right now we're still working out kinks like uh, end dates, uh, all that fun stuff. But uh, just so y'all are aware... Right now, the next group build topic is Battle of the Bulge. Boom. So I already have uh, my subject planned for this one. Ooh, uh, what you think? Panzer, the Broom Bear. Because, because oh, it nice. was used during the Battle of the Bulge. There are photos of it. So I'm going to pick one of them and try and base it off that. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that well, good deal. quite well, nicely. I didn't have to buy another model. <laughs> Yeah, I have mine picked out as well. What? What are you gonna do? I'll be doing one of the uh, M10 Panthers. The Airsats, or however you pronounce it. Yes, <clears throat> those war, are cool. The war crime on tracks. Yeah, exactly. Very nice. What? Uh, what about you, Jack? You got any idea I yet? Or? I think. Um, I think I might go with the uh, the Panther G that um, Dennis supplied me with, and. Ezra's also got a thumb in this pie as well. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's uh it's got the full um interior and everything. Uh should be pretty nice. Look forward to it. Okay, very nice. What uh what brand? It's the uh Tamiya. But Okay, nice. I don't know what the interior is uh 
Did you just did you get the interior from a garage sale? You said. Yeah. Yep. Here, I've got the kit right here. Um. Oh, and we've also got the intake screens as well. Very nice. What about you, Dennis? The uh, Tamiya M4A3105. And Ooh, a nice. bunch of 3D printed stuff. Ooh. Yeah. That's a well, that's a really good kit, isn't it? The uh, 105. Oh, I love it. It's just a classic. It just falls together. But yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to do at least 40 3D printed spent, uh, shells. Ooh. Wow. Nice. Yeah. This this will be interesting. Cause Very see, cool. How, like... How many people are going to do a whitewash? Because I know I will. I love doing a whitewash on tanks. Who else nope. reckons they'll try it? Mm, we'll see. Depending on what I build, I'll do a whitewash probably. Be. But we'll see. Yeah, that's the uh, the the uh, war crime on tracks weren't didn't have a whitewash, did they? That's what I'm going to call them now. Just nope. war crime on tracks. <laughs> war crime on tracks. <laughs> That uh, 502 oil paint set I got has a snow oh, white is, in there, beautiful. so it's going to be perfect. Yes. But I'm not too sure what I'm going to do yet. I've got some ideas, but don't know. Well, you've got time. <clears throat> yep, you got tons of time. I do, yeah, I definitely do. Speaking of time, what's, uh, what's next? So the uh, last thing, of course, is going to be our modeling <laughs> discussion for the night. And oh, what God. we thought is we were going to just kind of discuss what our preference is. Do you like artistically styled models? Do you like completely, you know, models that go for realism? And uh, I know uh, Christian on the Discord had a rant about Night Shift. He wanted us to read. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop a minute. I'll read it out, but uh, that's right. when we get to it. <clears throat> yes. So what do you guys think? You know, do you have a preference? Do you prefer building models with it more depends. of an artistic style taking artistic license or do you like realism depends on the feel really? like for me if i'm building like a uh if i'm basing it off a real v vehicle or something like that i'll try and make it realistic if i'm building a what if uh vehicle then it's going to be artistic makes it look make it look good sort of thing I personally uh, like artistic. I lean on that side a little bit more. Uh, building off of what Callum said, I I just like building what if vehicles more. It just feels a lot freer, and like following reference pictures uh, is nice. It's like a it's a pretty fun challenge sometimes. But just building it how you want it, making it look nice, challenging yourself with a what if vehicle is. Uh, fun thing to do in my opinion yeah i mean i kind of like i think christian's a good example because his builds like perfectly walk the line between realistic and then artistic oh i agree yeah um and to me that style is very appealing say more than night shift or uh you know mig <clears throat> i think for me i like mixing the two obviously i like realistic things and keeping things for the most part historical but also adding that art in there yeah i'd like to think that for myself i i've never really built anything that's historically accurate i've always leaned really into the whole what if and artistic license point of view and 
you know, I, I think you know, if you can, have, if you do have the patience to go and sit down and look at a photo and copy it exactly, more power to you, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah. it kind of just, um, it all depends on your philosophy when it comes to modeling um, and like how you approach things. Like for me personally, um, the way that I model everything, I model it as if like, say I was there if, as if like, you know, the tank, say I've got like <clears throat> the Yag Panther, which I'm doing in red oxide and Dunkle Galb and all of that. Um, I kind of treat it as if, I had the vehicle sitting right in front of me, one-to-one -one scale, real thing. What would I do with it? You know, how, how would I do, what would I do with the real vehicle? Now I just translate that to the model. So I treat that's, it. Yeah, I treat there it you go. That's a it's, really, yeah. Yeah, that's a really neat way to go about it. <clears throat> huh. You know, so then people can say, oh, well, they, they never did that. It's like, well, they never did that. But what I would do is that, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of... Callum, were you in that one server earlier where I posted the Greyhound and someone was like, oh, is that based off a real vehicle? And I was like, well, yes, but no, right? Like I did the, I did a yeah. unit, but the classy peg Greyhound wasn't an actual Greyhound. It's what I would have done to right. it. So I can definitely relate yeah, to you on yeah. that level. It kind of gives you just, for me, more freedom. I'm like, I don't feel so restricted on trying to make it like exact to a certain uh, vehicle partly because also i'm not up to that point in my skill yet but also i just feel too restricted um what's up what's up ezra keep talking you'll see soon enough oh, no. oh dear don't ask um, to refresh the slides <laughs> did tacom release a pershing no oh uh, god damn it let us know what channel you posted in then there's nothing that <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, I think it just gives you a bit more freedom for me, just consider, just, uh, looking at it as a real vehicle and just putting myself in that shoe, those shoes of what would I do with it? Um, you know, so I did, so I did that with, um, especially with the jumbo Sherman that I built, you know, putting in store different types of stowage and all, stuff like that. Um, holy shit. Oh, what have you? What's he post? So, for all the people who are listening, what right is now, that? And you can't see what we're looking at. Um, Ezra has just interrupted Callum's uh, stream of consciousness here with a picture of a ferret with a, a ZP with a yes, I want to build that. Oh wow! Holy shit! Hello. I I am getting a drink right now. I'm coming back to see. Tip over if they farted it. Yeah, like how the ferret is an open top and it's not that big. I've sat, I've sat in a ferret and I didn't have enough room. My how the hell do you fit that on? Yeah. What the hell? Uh, I've got to post this on. That's like an off-brand greyhound. See, reaction, the video. <laughs> yes. See, my reaction wasn't out of pocket. It was perfect. Oh. No, your reaction was honestly like justified. That's fucking. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis, you're right. That would be so top-heavy. Oh, that would be oh, horrible God. to drive. <laughs> you, you would have to one... fire, like... Good thing we don't have to drive it. You'd you have to fire, like, each barrel individually. Yeah. Just, be just to ridiculous. balance it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be... You'd only be able to fire it facing forward. If you face it to the side, you're just going to tip over. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Look at the UN vehicle. That's what the uh, the crews for. They all get out and they hold on to one side. <laughs> just ballast. You know where it's what from? What vehicle is that? What vehicle is that? Probably like India. In the background. What is that? UN it's in, something. It's in Africa somewhere. That almost. That too. That looks a... like a space shuttle. UN space shuttle. No, UN? I think it looks like uh, one of those um, uh, troop carrier of some kind. High, high oh, slab like rules. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I'm gonna go on a limb here and say the UN white is so cool, and it's a shame that more people don't like it. Oh, it's yeah, it's nice, but yeah. I don't want to paint my Iltus that color. Yeah, you I, think, I think I think the main be a white cheap person. I think the main problem you got there, Dennis, with that argument is painting white on a model is a bitch and a half, and oh, it is. not worth the stress yeah, most true. of the time. Oh yeah, I will do that one day, <clears throat> just to relate to you guys. I've got a vehicle that I'm ready to do a uh, NATO white on. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Tomorrow is Saturday. I'm building a UN white vehicle. I have a tomorrow. It's Saturday. I'm gonna use my weekend for modeling. God damn it! Tomorrow I am. Yes, tomorrow I will be on for most of the day on the VC. Oh, really? I will be out fishing. I will be working. Nice. Look, you guys have to admit a warrior goes really hard in white. It does. Oh, yeah. You and white. They do. Dennis is over here saying, I'll be working. Like Charlie Brown said, I got a rock. <laughs> Only two hours to do my oil painting at work. It's awful. <laughs> well, actually, um, like the photo that Ezra's posted kind of goes in our favor because um, the artistic versus realistic doesn't always just apply to painting only. Um, oh, that shit's artistic. Yeah, like it, it oh, can come um, to what you put on the vehicle itself. Like um, more like autistic. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but, um, say you got the um, horizons build, uh, like Dennis's um, T fifty five. That it's definitely not realistic, but it's artistic as fuck, and it, uh, it, in some cases it looks a lot better. Um, you know, and it's got like a fifty count instead of a dishker and stuff like that. And then what we've got here is a so ferret nice. with a twin barreled zsu-23 on it um so you, it's um cool as hell yeah yeah what i often like to say to people is that if you think that this scale model should be you know perfectly accurate to what the real thing was like in every way like copying foes and all that you think scale modeling is a science but i think scale modeling is an art and as an art like that means you can be creative and there's no limit to what you can do yeah and it's all equally valid yeah, because there, there's there, also. Oh, sorry. I was going to say because there is that argument about um, is modeling scale modeling art or not? Oh, Can we consider ourselves a modeler yeah, or an artist? I'd call myself both. <laughs> <laughs> Depending um, on the model, well, I call myself a masochist sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> especially Dennis and his FT. <laughs> I want. To oh yeah. I, I crave the sweet release of death. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! What were we going to um, say, Jack? <coughs> Excuse this me. conversation also ties back to the um, before with the M fifty one, where they just painted it in any shade of whatever it was, gray. And 
like it's like in real life nobody really like it wasn't accurate there's no such thing as a perfect example so you should just do whatever the fuck you want with it because it's all probable yeah and that term you, you it can apply to both being artistic and realistic at the same time like you can it can be an artistic sort of you know you got an m51 then you put a 50 cal on it and a 60 mil mortar and all that so it's like artistic and what you put on it and then you can paint it up as realistic yeah. you know they, you can kind of blur the line sometimes on it i think that's where i that's what i did with my modeling is I try to make it painted historically accurate, but like that Greyhound, for instance, it's like like Callum. It's whatever the fuck I want to put yeah, on it, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, there you go. Good talk. <laughs> Good talk. We have talked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about this? Um, ranking uh, modeling YouTubers. I'll go. Th- I'll go through some. I'll go through some of them, and you guys can vote: artistic or realistic. How about that? Let's uh, let's okay. get a bit of controversy going. Okay, so first first up, uh, night shift, tough one. Artistic, artistic, artistic. Yep. You see the way he talks about his shape I... and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I will say his wooden box. The like in his. One of his episodes, he was doing wooden crates and stuff, and the way that he paints them is very... It's got a cartoonish feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, okay. Um, plasma. Mm. Oh, you should. Realistic. He walks that line, I think. I'm still going to... Yeah, yeah, I agree. I yeah. think artistic, yeah. Hmm... Have you guys seen LPJ models? I have kind of. I've, I'm sure I've seen like one or two videos. He's um he's very he's very good. He's he's definitely on the more realistic style. Um, like especially when it comes to painting wood, um, stuff like that. He gets it um very realistic. Um, hmm. yeah, he's a, he's quite good at that. Um. Yeah, who who else do we know? Who else do you? What else do you guys watch? No, um, um, Panzermeister. Well, yeah, Panzermeister thirty six. Yeah, I'd say he falls probably more into the realism category. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah. Do you guys know uh, Laser Creation World? Yes. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some of them. Definitely artistic. Yeah. Yeah. He does all of. His stuff in acrylics, actually, which really? is really impressive. Yeah, like you get uh, some enamels like here and there if they're doing like an oil spill or something. But for all the weathering, it's all acrylics, and it's really impressive to see. It's all done in Vallejo. So you could, um, I will say, like when people try and go realistic. It doesn't always come out as you think it would. Um, like a lot of people do, like highlighting and stuff of certain features or like modulation, putting highlights on bolts and stuff. And when you actually look at the real vehicle, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that. Yeah, I I think a problem with that is whenever people 
model, like especially one to thirty-five, where there's that kind of detail, and it's gonna go noticed if you don't do something to it. So like, there's a comparison between like a factory-ready one to thirty-five M4 Sherman versus a one to thirty-five M4 Sherman that's been in Normandy for like eight weeks, right? There's going to be a real difference, but the way modelers do it, we kind of over-exaggerate weathering just a little bit. In some cases, like my Greyhound, though it was in combat for like three, about three weeks when I, is whenever it was supposed to be for mine, uh, it wouldn't have been that dirty, but it, bringing out those different types of weathering and damages and all that really helps understand the vehicle yeah, a little bit like um i think like when you look at a real vehicle and it's all like a sherman and it's all painted olive drab and stuff like that you don't you, you see the details because they're big but then if you were to take that and shrink it down to 35th but keep it as the same realistic style you can't see anything the details right. go because so you need to so it's like would you call it realistic even though you've highlighted a whole bunch of things so you can see it? Um, or does that fall into artistic of trying to... Um, uh, what's the what's the expression I'm going for? You're trying to draw attention. Make it stand to out? Yeah, yeah, make it stand out. I mean, does that does that count as realistic or is that more of an artistic, artistic style of realism? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'd say the second... Yeah, probably artistic. It's like an artistic interpretation of the real thing, and I think that's what modeling is. You're exaggerating yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think modeling itself leans... It's like a... I don't know. best way to describe it is like a realistic art. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least we strive for that. Especially when it comes to, like, war modeling right because you got some people who do like cars or you know things like that which is totally cool that's mm -hmm. great um but especially when it comes to combat related modeling that's where you get a lot of the over exaggeration of things that people could take like people over exaggerate highlights people over exaggerate weathering uh yeah. things like that and i say over exaggerating weathering uh you can't over weather anything oh, in yeah. my opinion yeah however you can definitely bring them out more so right. to help you know what? present your, I guess, you've, argument, if you would. You've put me onto something. I'm going to try to, over the weekend, build and weather a model. Just focus on painting. Just like, over-weather it? No, don't weather it. Oh, don't weather it. Oh, you're going to do, um, what do they call it? Uh, museum quality. Huh. Oh, well, if you do that, you better make sure you paint the tracks the same color as the uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. not museum quality. I'm Ugh. I'm talking like you know a pin wash, maybe some dry brushing. Like that's it. Okay, but, here's a here's a question. Though. Actually, I, I've got a question, guys. If if you so like Ezra, if you're gonna do a vehicle that's not weathered, right? If you're gonna do one like that just came out of the factory, about to go to combat or something. Would you consider adding an oil wash to that to bring out the, uh, not the uh, panel lines, but like to build up that dark hue around corners and 
uh, edges and things like that. Would you consider that weathering no, or is that no, just an artistic that, like, effect to help make it look like natural shadows? Natural shadows. It's just accentuating details. You see, I think that's been my problem. I've always considered that to be weathering. So I've, I've tried to achieve that with like wood stain when I first started the hobby. And it, it just doesn't work. It just makes everything super mm -hmm. shiny. Uh, so yeah, that's that was a modeling insecurity of mine. Hmm. Yeah, and stuff like um, modulation is definitely like a lot of people enjoy and love doing that and po uh, post and pre shading, and that definitely falls along the artistic artistic lines. Um, right. Yeah, because like when you actually look at a vehicle, that doesn't show through. You just see a no. a standard color. You might see a little bit of. Depending on the light, you might see a, like a small reflection from the sun or a particularly strong light bulb, but um, otherwise you you don't really see that gradual highlight in colors unless you're looking at it in a shadow. Yeah, uh, it's like those people who paint figures and they use a lot of white or super light gray or antique white to do mm. shadowing. Yeah, like night or, shift. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's really over-exaggerated, and it looks good, but in reality, that's just right. not, it's just not, yeah, it's not that Yeah, pungent. but making the figure look a lot, um, like, oilier compared to the vehicle it's standing beside? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I've never done it, because, like, on Facebook, you get a bunch of old heads who'll do that, and that's great. If you want to do your model that way, that's awesome. But if you do it any other way, because it's Facebook, they, they're like, oh, you should try this, this, and that. And it's like, thank you for the advice. I'm good. And then you post something else a few weeks later, and they're like, oh, you didn't take my advice? It's like, well, this is my model. I'm not going to take your advice if I don't want to use it. May or may not be a personal story, however. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, go back to the picture of my M51. Would you say it's, like, artistic or realistic? Yeah. Both. It's, Mostly it's artistic, a... but... Yeah, I'm... well, it's a Dillette, so like an M fifty one is a very artistic tank to begin with. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good way true. to put it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or so, an artistic tank. Yeah, so it's like um, like even if you do a pin wash around a tank, that would that take it out of realistic? Because um, Yeah, what, what do you reckon about that? Like a pin wash, is that uh, uh, artistic or realistic? Because um, you see on vehicles, they don't really have... Like, they can have certain light, dark lines and stuff from dirt and stuff like that, but not to that extent. Um, what do you guys reckon? I think if you go and you do a pin wash on the panel lines alone because no matter what panel lines are going to appear darker in real life because they're small cracks yeah. and you have those natural right? shadows so if you do a very exactly so if you do a very light pen wash to just bring those details out to where if someone looked at it they would be like oh that looks like it just came out of the factory i think that's more realistic and if you added a little bit of pigments maybe on the on the tracks of a tank in the back or whatever in the side, that could be also considered realistic. It's whenever you, I guess, over-exaggerate it for modeling's sake is when it gets into, into the artistic. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point, that one. 
But that's a very fine line anyways. It yeah. really is. At that point, you need to be doing like Christian and comparing yeah. pictures. Yeah, yeah. If you're wanting to make it realistic or artistic. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, realistic models come from a reference photo like that and you're copying it exact and stuff like that. Um, I think the minute you get out of... Or someone who's doing a modeling. Yeah. Um, the minute the minute you... Um, I think if you're not using a reference photo and you're basically um, yeah, just doing it as your own, then it becomes artistic because it's uh, you know it's a fictional vehicle. Um, like I think I heard I heard one guy on a podcast argue that if you don't model something in after a photo from the Second World War, then technically you're doing. I think he he called it. He, I think he termed it as sci-fi. It's a science fiction, like it's a, it's a what, like not as in futuristic or anything, but as a, um, it's a what if diorama from the second world war or like a made up one. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the, uh, basically all of my dioramas, I've never taken an actual picture and redone it or redo like made it. I've always taken what's been there, what the area was like, and made what I thought it would look like. So I, c- I could definitely understand. Where yeah, maybe you from. should though. Maybe that could be a fun challenge. What's that? Like doing doing a, a Christian do a diorama yeah. after a yeah, doing a Christian. Doing a Christian. <laughs> a new, doing a Christian. It's a new. Term. I I would be down it's to do that. Doing a Christian. <laughs> Hi, Christian. I don't think he listens. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I doubt See, the only, the only, I enjoy uh, dunking on modelers with you in that other Discord server. <laughs> the only Christian I've ever done is with my KV222, and that was oh. still sci-fi anyways. So it was like, I copied a uh, picture, but the picture was fake. So is that realistic or artistic? Because it's not a real vehicle, but I basically nailed Artistic. the uh, reference photo that I had. I would say artistic, because if it wasn't real, then it's not realism, <laughs> yeah, that's right? True. Like, if I took a picture of a Star Wars X-Wing and made it exactly like that, it wouldn't be realistic, it would be well, artistic. to the right. X-Wing. I don't know. It's all subjective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. It all comes down to your definition, really. As long as you're happy, nothing else matters, really. Yeah. Yeah, and we're probably Honestly. the only modelers who think that. <laughs> <laughs> so join yeah. our Discord, yeah, goddammit. Come one hang out with us. One of us. <laughs> but awesome. basically, it all boils down to what the web is your philosophy behind the model you're building. You know, like some people, need a, some people like prefer, right now I'm painting a yeah, Stuart tank. Like some people prefer artistic, some people prefer realistic. There will always be an argument about which is better. Like, you know? Maybe we need a uh, it's all up philosophy to you. channel in our Discord. <laughs> oh, yes. Philosophies of modeling, as told by the new generation. <laughs> We're writing the... <laughs> Philosophy 1, don't use Facebook. Philosophy two, hard. don't use kit maker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing the modeling commandments. Yeah. 
Go Thou look at Kitmaker, the Rustation thing, and see all these delicious comments. Oh, I did before. Delicious comments? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yo. Hey, yo. No, I mean as of like 20 minutes ago, Jack. There's new ones? There's new yeah. delicious cunts? Hold on. What are they saying? Uh, so, so Mega Machines, whoever that is, said ignorance. And then someone else said is bliss. So, uh, so they say, you must be very happy. <laughs> and then is for the on, being uh, gay is, is Dennis, braver uh, than being in the army. Uh, is it have... Being gay is braver than being <laughs> in the army. Oh, did he, did he reply <laughs> to my, my reply to him? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Probably with the ignorance. That was probably directed towards you. Or anyone else. Yeah, I'm just going to do a quick search. Is he divorced? Probably. He probably... Tell him his divorce was pretty blissful. He never even made up to that point. <laughs> oh no, it's a girl. It's like, yeah, man, your your marriage was pretty blissful too, wasn't it? Oh. Hey, equal rights, equal fights, okay? <laughs> the name is... The person's name is Sonia. Oh fuck, she's over there on the fucking eastern front. <laughs> oh yeah, it's um Sonia from Russia. DM her. <laughs> <laughs> well then, well, yeah. I think uh, it's one last. Can I have a link? Can I have a link to your OnlyFans, Sonia? Please. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> no. And I think uh, we've only got one thing left to do, haven't we, Dennis? Yes, uh, let me get the uh, thing out. Uh, and while you get the wheel up, Greg, get that bloody fan out of your mic. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I'm bent over painting uh, 1 to 100 scale you're bent fucking over tools. Your, your yeah, wife you... will just never leave you alone, will she? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what we do in the garage is none of your business. I'm in the garage. I'm just just being clear, you know? Yeah, you're kind of blowing yeah. on us. Yeah. Stop being like the juice people. The, oh. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I thought you said the yeah. chew people at first. <laughs> I was like, bro, I know it's fun to joke about it, but hang on a second. No, I said the juice people. Shall not we that bad. go ahead and choose our oh, next week's boy. Oh, boy. Hang on. This is my favorite part. Okay, when we're done this, oh boy! <laughs> I'm just, what are you I'm, guys doing? Oh, I've just looked on Kitmaker and um, yeah, oh, no. what your you rustrate your your rust rustration or whatever it's called uh, one is um, <laughs> rustration. Me Mega Machines is just oh. the biggest troll in the world. Mega Machines oh. is going off. Yeah. Hey, you need to do a rustation and then a restoration to a clean <laughs> version. <laughs> Send screenshots because I don't know what the Google. fuck y'all are talking about. Okay, Dennis. I'm uh, very, up, I'm right. very proud of my L ratio. Cope, seethe, bellow, cry, starve, motherless behavior, okay, touch snow, forsaken, don't get <laughs> Okay, <laughs> okay. We, we need to end this podcast, Dennis. Yes, uh, end this, please. Uh, can you show the wheel up? I just screen? called Ezra hold baby on, on, on. only <laughs> chip maker. <laughs> no, now all the old people are gonna see this and be like, "What's going on here?" Okay, I'm gonna edit most of this bit out, so that's okay. Yeah. All right, and so next week's is gonna be.
Persian, 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 Persian. You two. You two. You two. I'm I'll go. This is mine. There you go. Yep, that's all you, baby. You better finish your kit for it. You've one. got one week, Calum. I've got. That's the Hago. I've got the Ho Knee, and that's based oh. on the Ho. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, <sighs> Hango Hong Knee, <laughs> same shit. American. Okay then. Alrighty, so, well, Dennis, if you've come it. to this point, uh, thank you so much for uh, watching and listening. You've been watching. How did you make the it? Micro Machines podcast, and we will see you next week when we talk about the Hago. Alrighty. Bye, everyone. See ya. Bye.